It's May 4th, 2022, and uh, welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we'll have Nam Vu from Hub Coworking, and he's here to tell us about their Back Together Fund. And then uh, we'll be joined by Stacey Eldridge, the uh, state librarian, and uh, Liza Ryan Gill from Solutions Pacific. And we'll talk about a National Governors Association digital skills gap analysis for Hawaii. But now I want to welcome Nam Vu from Hub Coworking, and they've got a program called the Back Together Fund, and it's uh, to encourage face-to-face gatherings, meetings, and collaborations. And I want to welcome you, Nam, to uh, Bite Marks Cafe. Hi there, Bert. Nam, you know, I don't know if I had you on. I've had uh, have have had others from uh, Hub Coworking, but I'm glad to have you finally on the show. And and uh, I was intrigued by your uh, press release and announcement of this uh, Back Together Fund. So, well, maybe first first start off for for folks that might not. Uh, uh, be familiar with Hub Coworking. What, what is Hub Coworking? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, you know, you never invited me. To watch <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, eventually, eventually. <laughs> um, so Hub Coworking is a, a co-working space um, and shared workspace. And uh, uh, what makes us different is that we have a, a very strong social impact uh, mission. And so we're always looking at ways to, to give back to the community. And so the Back Together Fund is, is another way of us trying to do that. Well, that's a novel idea. And, you know, Hub, hub Coworking, uh, I consider it one of the original co-working spaces in, in Hawaii. And uh, you guys got a great location over there right next to uh, Whole Foods in Kaka'ako, so it's a pretty easily accessible place. Uh, and again, you know, as a co-working space, but I like the uh, the innovations that you folks have come up with. And and when you when you thought about you know how to attract people to come back, you know, out of the sheltered environment that they've been in for the last two years, uh, what what you know what were you ideating around in terms of the back together fun? Yeah, so um, it's actually uh, a lot of what we do is just feedback from the folks that uh, are in our community. And so one of the things that started coming up was uh, people starting to plan events to get back together. Um, And so we saw the the need that was starting to bubble up um, and, and also saw kind of where COVID was going and hopefully, you know, we're, we're, looking at the end of the tunnel on that. Um, but uh, what we wanted to do was to try to, to offer up our space for folks to, to get back together and get back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we're trying to do is, is get everyone back in. And so one of the challenges is, you know, how do you pay for the space? You know, And so we wanted to, to create this fund and uh, be able to give the space or co-working memberships to to people and companies that need it that might not have the budget for it. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a great idea. I mean, you, you know, if you didn't have this uh, back together fund, people would typically have to, you know, th- go th- through a thinking process and say, "Oh, you know, do I need to get a week or a month or you know, what what's the going rate?" and 
and you've made it pretty easy. You've you've basically uh, provided uh, this this sort of two hundred thousand dollar in kind offering. How do how do people apply? I mean, what do they need to do to come uh, to Hub Coworking and take advantage of this? Yeah, sure. So one of the big things that we um, talked about when we were planning this out was that we wanted to make it uh, as frictionless as possible. Mm-hmm. So no strings attached. Um, so it's just a simple little form to fill out. Um, you can go and, and find the form at hubcoworkinghi.com um, and just fill out the form. And there's actually a, a committee. I'm not on the committee um, on purpose, uh, but there's a committee of people that decide um, whether or not uh, that's something that we wanted to support. And, of course, this you know, has to be something that's business-related or public interest, mm-hmm. um, not someone that's wanting to have a birthday party or something like that. <laughs> so I, I take it on the form you'll have some questions that will help uh, reveal what it is that uh, they do from a business standpoint or from a organizational standpoint. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we have some questions um, just to, to kind of uh, have some criteria as far as um, which ones we'll support. And, and also, you know, part of this fund is, is uh, made possible by our impact partners, too. Mm-hmm. So American Savings, ProService, and Ulupono, uh, they contribute to this fund. So um, it's not just us. Uh, and this, uh, we've always given um, space. This is just a really big um, increase in the amount that we're giving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I take it the form will ask the question, how much time do you want? Do you want one week? Do you want one month? You know, and then you'll determine, your committee will determine uh, what's, what's uh, best suited for the applicant. Yeah, definitely. And, and we've already gotten um, a few that have come in. And I, I know that we've, um, already uh, given one out, mm-hmm. um, and it's a monthly gathering uh, for Right at Eight Eight, which is a, a group of teachers that are uh, gathering to to do writing projects. Um, so we thought that that was a really good uh, way for teachers to get back together and, and um, you know, do creative writing or grant writing or any kind of like that. So that's a monthly thing. So mm-hmm. that you know. Not just a one-time thing or or co-working membership. And so, uh, uh, is there a deadline for this? Is this a rolling application? Uh, what what yep. do people need to do to actually, you know, apply? Is there is there a deadline? No, there's no deadline. Um, it's just throughout the entire year. So, um, as people have ideas and events that they want to hold, you know, let us know and. And uh, we'll see if it aligns up with uh, what we're trying to do. Okay, sounds good. And you know, where can uh, where can people just, uh, go check know. out the application? So hubcoworkinghi.com. All the way in the bottom, there's a scholarship link. Okay, sounds good. I'll put that up on our show notes uh, for later on uh, this evening. Nam, mahalo for joining us. Thank you for having me. And, of course, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by State Librarian Stacey Eldridge and Liza Ryan Gilt from Solutions Pacific. And we'll learn about the Digital Skills in the Workforce project with the NGA. This is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio, and I'm happy to welcome back to the show State Librarian Stacy Eldridge and Liza Ryan Guild from Solutions Pacific. And I want to get them to tell us all about this uh, digital skilled workforce project that's going on that's been sponsored by the National Governors Association. And I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks, Bert. Aloha, Bert. Aloha. Thanks. And, uh, you know, I'll start with Stacy because uh, this is a, a project that uh, came to Hawaii through the National Governors Association and and got the libraries involved with putting together a team uh, to to look at um, this this particular project. And and so, Stacy, describe what it is the project is all about and, and how did it how did it end up coming to Hawaii? How did Hawaii uh, win this? Because I, I gather it's a comp- it was a competition, right? It was, actually, yes. Um, so, uh, as you know, um, libraries are hubs in our communities for access and also for learning. And libraries have been involved in digital literacy since the 90s when um, Internet access became apparent. And we were so lucky to be contacted by the governor's office who really wanted to look for a way to continue to support the development of our workforce and ensuring that everybody has the digital basic skills to interact with technology that they need to be successful. So um, we applied for uh, a National Governors Association Workforce Innovation Grant um, back in the fall. Um, This was the second grant that was actually given to um, the state of Hawaii, which we're really excited about that we were a state that received too. And um, our grant, this particular grant, focuses on creating a comprehensive statewide plan for closing the digital skill gaps among our workforce. Uh, We know that work is changing and almost every job you have today, be it agricultural, tourism, um, uh, working in retail, uh, working in state government, you have to touch technology in some way. And we want to make sure that everybody who is in the workforce um, can have access to resources to make it easy for them to learn those skills so that they can be successful in the work that they do, but also in the work that they do in the, in the future. And Stacey, was this, uh, this was a competition and it was uh, competed for by a number of states. I mean, how many, how many states actually received an award from NGA for this, this round? I think it's only 10. And I think we're one of the few that actually got two. Um, so it's a very small number, um, and it's uh, from all over the country, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, um, uh, one of the Dakotas. So it's a, it's a very small group that really is trying to figure out as a, a state government, how can we make sure that we're supporting um, developing opportunities for people to learn and grow those skills they're going to need to be successful as it relates to technology. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Stacey, what, what uh, did you do to put together the, the team? Because it's not, it's not just you working on this. I mean, there is a, there is a team involved. Well, thanks to you, Bert. You oh, put well. <laughs> together the broadband hooey. Um, so it was easy to identify um, uh, various people who have already been working on uh, workforce and providing digital uh, literacy or technology training. So, of course, you're on this group. Thank you very much. Um, we also have uh, the Executive Director of Workforce Development Council. That's Alison Tasaka. 
Um, we have Ka'ala Souza, who's this amazing consultant who's been doing training in our libraries, digital mm-hmm. literacy training um, in person, like basics, um, over the past uh, year. And then we also have the executive director of Hawaii Literacy, um, uh, Jill T- uh, Takasaki Canfield. Mm-hmm. And then we also have the senior special assistant to the Office of the Governor, uh, Sabrina Nasir. Yeah, I know that's a, that's a great team and uh, a fun, fun group to get together with. Now, you know, we do have Liza on, and, and how, how does Liza fit into this picture, Stacy? Oh, well, we're so excited. to. Um, so the grant that we got was $100,000, and that money is being used to help us focus our energies entirely on making sure that we get lots of input from people and we can build a very comprehensive and um, great plan to move forward. So we're able to hire um, um, solution-specific. They're a consulting group who are helping us to collect information and to build this plan. And Rebecca Soon and Liza are um, the two that are uh, working with us, and we're so excited to be working with them. They've been wonderful. And that's a great introduction for for Liza. And Liza, you, you know, tell us a little bit about what the what the work entails. Uh, what is it that you're helping Stacy and all of us try to do? Thank you, Bert, and and Mahalo, Stacy, for that very generous introduction. Yes, so we have been uh, working like crazy over the last month. Um, essentially, when when we started on this timeline of gathering Manao for the state plan. And we've done nine workshops so far, traveled to every county uh, in in the state. We went over to Maui on the 18th. We were in Kauai in Le- at Lihue at the Public Library on the 26th. Uh, on the 27th, so there's some early mornings here. We got in early to Kona and did a meeting at the library there, and then a Hilo in the afternoon. We just met with some folks from, from Molokai. Uh, and then we had a great event at the Entrepreneur Sandbox um, in Honolulu last Friday, where we had a lot of participants. In addition to that, we've had a number of virtual uh, information gathering um, uh, Zoom calls. And, and so we've been trying to cast a really broad net in addition to these workshops where we are gathering input both that is specific to different geographies and demographics. We also have on our website a survey where we've been collecting information from anyone who is participating in, in, in providing digital resources or as an employer or an individual who wants to contribute to the state plan. And Liza, what, you know, in terms of uh, the, the interaction, the focus group, the discussion that takes place, what are you, what are you trying to glean from these interviews? Well, um, a, a lot of different things, but I think first and foremost, and it was really Stacy that put us in, uh, into this mindset you know, Stacey, you kept saying, you know, I want people to dream. I want them to think without these barriers, uh, what could be, you know, if Hawaii, as Ka'ala put it, is this place that is renowned um, for people who can learn, a workforce that can learn and is always on its toes, what does that look like? And in in addition to, obviously, all of the hard work that the broadband Hui is doing on creating the infrastructure and that those middle mile and last mile and, and extending broadband to our underserved populations, marginalized populations. Um, Once we get there, how do we move people forward? So we are looking for both the the experiences. uh, We've partnered a lot with economic development boards to hear from them what they've been hearing. Uh, And, for example, you know, when we were on uh, with 
Maui Nui uh, and talking with those folks, there was a real concern about uh, green tech jobs coming to, to Maui and the population there getting overlooked because there had not been the resources and investment put into making sure people had the skills to be able to take those jobs. So those, we were looking for both barriers um, and strategic opportunities and trying to get people to dream, not just about how do we get folks to have the digital skills to take the jobs that, that are increasingly demanding those digital skills, but also what are the jobs that, that the, the people of Hawaii want to have? What kind of industries do we want to have and are we adequately preparing for them? And then, uh, Stacy, you had a pretty good kind of definition of of uh, digital literacy when we first started to ideate around the kind of questions that we wanted to ask the participants. And and I like the fact that you know, oftentimes you know, we think of digital literacy as something that is a entry level, one hundred and one, really basic. But uh, you have a much broader idea of what what digital literacy is and what it could actually be, how it could be transformative to, for Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's not just uh, coming from that group, but I think the work that um, Liza and Rebecca have been doing, um, they've created a vision for what digital workforce readiness means. So, And it relates very specifically to digital literacy, which is people aren't scared of using a computer, that um, people have the skills that are needed for different jobs and attract different industries to Hawaii to um, have uh, have new jobs that we can make good money, but we can still live here in Hawaii. Um, also, think that um, technology is um, not scary. I know where I can go. So if I if I'm in the workforce, I know exactly where to go to get the skills I need. I don't have to figure out who has what. That I know where I can go. And then um, that I also know where I can go to find out more information so that I can increase the skills that I'm learning. So um, for digital literacy, we're really looking at what are those basic skills that you need to interact with technology, with information that enable you to be successful in your work, in education, and um, in in your day-to-day life. You know, I like this this idea that you just kind of tossed out there about not being scared about it and 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 to try to remove the the sometimes the tendency for people to be a little bit afraid of of some of this technology and so i want to i want to unpack that a little bit uh, uh when we come back we'll uh, hold that thought we'll be right back of this short break to continue our conversation with both uh stacy aldrich who's the state librarian and liza ryan guild from solutions pacific and we're learning about building and Building a Resilient Digital Skilled Workforce. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, Bavarian Motor Experts, and Chaminade University. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe on HPR One. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to the state librarian, Stacy Aldridge, and Liza Ryan Guild, a consultant from Solutions Pacific, and uh, we're trying to find out how we can uh, assess Hawaii's digital readiness in the workforce and what we can do to kind of lower the barrier, maybe lower the uh, uh, resistance to learning some of this new technology. 
And of course, uh, right before the break, we were talking about you know the idea of of not being afraid and and how do we remove the 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 scare factor and and Stacy, maybe you can maybe you can uh, kind of shed a little bit more light on it's not just a matter of going out and and doing more digital literacy classes. I mean, there's all kinds of wraparound services that could be developed and and it's not a one shot deal. It's this is a this is an ongoing thing. So how do we actually lower the barrier to some of this technology? How do we achieve this democratization of technology and and bring everybody up, you know, to speed on uh being participants and and um competitive on this digital economy that we have? Mm-hmm. I think some of it is really uh, meeting people where they are um, when they're using technology. So it's really uh, difficult to say to somebody, well, you need to be digitally literate. Like, who knows what that really means? Mm-hmm. But if I need to apply for a job and the employer only has an online application and I have to submit a resume and I have to have an email address, um, those are very basic skills that you need to have. And um, libraries are the perfect place to come in. We're always helping people um, find um, how to get to sites where they, they're taking, they're putting their application in. We can help people with resumes. We have res- um, resources for resumes. Um, and then we also have um, opportunities for people to um, uh, figure out the addresses too. So we have places in our communities, so not just libraries, but mm-hmm. there are other organizations who are who will provide assistance um, as a starting point. And so I think the challenge is helping everybody find their starting point because once you learn how to have email and you learn the basics about email and once you learn how to search for a website, now you're starting to build skills that you can use to um, find information or communicate with other people. So I think um, part of this really is helping people find their entry point into using technology that maybe they've never had to use before, but they have to use it for a specific reason. That's very well said. And, and Liza, when developing the, uh, the the report that you're working on, you know, for for the NGA uh, and all the interviews that you've done, and and kind of gleaning the the takeaways, what is it that you think might uh, help inform how we move forward? I mean, and. And the purpose of this plan that that you're putting together isn't to just occupy a shelf somewhere. Uh, It is purposely, from a timing standpoint, uh, to help address some of the things that Stacey is talking about. How do you see it helping inform what it is that we do in terms of action items? Thank you, Bert. Yeah, well, I mean, I believe firmly that uh, in in any area where the state is working on plans or any policymaker is working on plans, um, that uh, that there shouldn't be anything, uh, as they say, about us that, that is planned without us. So that means going to the folks that are doing this work on the ground and hearing from them exactly what it is that is working. And um, and one of the comments that I heard in that was, you know, people do not have the time to go take a three-month class to maybe learn this new skill that they could potentially use to do some remote work uh, and not be working during that time. They need to to have some of their costs covered or for there to be a stipend during that. And so that is something that we're going to take back uh, into the plan and say, okay, are we really being mindful of the fact that, you know, nearly 50% of our population is is 
you know, is Alice or, or is income constrained, but they might be working. Mm-hmm. And so um, how can we lower barriers or work with employers to provide the support so that they can bring somebody on that is maybe working half time as they're getting skilled up and then they're going through a training program, but they're still getting paid for all of their time that they're in there. And I think that's where, honestly, where we're seeing a little bit of a, of a shift in this conversation. You know, we have a historically tight labor market right now. And so employers are desperately looking for workers. And that gives workers um, the opportunity to have a little bit more leverage. And what we want to insert in, <laughs> into this tight labor market is ask for training. You know, ask um, uh, and how can we as a state contribute and support people who want to learn and, and maybe get a different job or a better job or be better at the job that they have right now because they've gotten these skills? Because then those will roll over and continue uh, to give them better prospects in the future. So it, for your question about you know this sitting on a shelf someplace, I think the way that we make this not sit on a shelf is that uh, that that we listen to people very directly about what it is that is working in their community with the people that they work with. And we take those back and we incorporate, we weave them into the state plan. And when we say a state plan, we don't mean the same plan for everywhere in the state. We mean a plan that is comprehensive of our different geographies and demographics that um, relies on and utilizes the, the resources that are in each specific area that already exist and expand them so that we're not recreating things. So I think that's how we, I think that's how we move forward. Uh, we just make it very practical, right? And, and we connect with both what employers want and what the people of Hawaii, what they want, what they want to do, where they want to be, what kind of jobs that they want to have so that we are connecting the why is something that is tangible for them. That is something that we've been hearing in this conversation is, you know, there is a question of why would I even need to learn this? So we need to make sure that this state plan is answering and addressing uh, and communicating to folks that why. Yeah, no, that's that's great. That's just very well said. Now, Stacy, why now? Why is this all being done now? I mean, uh, it's great that it's uh, it's uh, started. It's it's uh, we're we're. Uh, kind of on the final stretch of of doing the the NGA you know uh, workforce innovation uh, project, but uh, why now? And what's uh, what's the follow? I think you know the, the now is um, we learned a lot during the pandemic. We learned um, how many people didn't have access. We learned how many people suffered because they didn't have access to digital resources when we were all. Um, world away mm-hmm. um, with the pandemic, and I, I think it has become a priority. And so there's a lot of federal dollars that are being contributed to help um, the United States become more connected and more um, digitally flexible yeah. um, so that we can, we can take advantage of making sure that everybody is connected, everybody has skills, so that everybody can be successful and our communities can be successful. That's, uh, that's great. And um Stacy, where it would be a good place to go check out the work that uh, you and Liza and, and all of us are doing? So the wonderful Rebecca and Liza and their colleagues created a website, and it's just digitalworkforcehui.com. And there you can find out a little bit more about the project. Um, there's some surveys that if you would like to take a survey as someone who uh, has an organization that offers skills or 
if you are an individual and you want to um, fill out the survey and tell us what you need or what you're thinking about as an individual in the workforce, we'd love to hear feedback. So please um, take a look at digitalworkforcehui.com and um, Sounds make good. sure you join us. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Stacey. Thank Very good. That's uh, Stacey Aldridge, the Hawaii State Librarian, Liza Ryan Guild Consultant over at Solutions Pacific. And of course, I want to thank them both for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we hear from the winners of the recent Pace Venture Competition. If you miss any part of this this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HBR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HBR app, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.